0: This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'll tell you what, the women that we have on this podcast are so amazing. And today is no exception. I'm excited to share this amazing woman and her story with you. Let me tell you a little bit about Thais. She has a background in public relations. She started because she grew up watching her dad, who was passionate about PR, a mom who was a detailed creative boss with a degree in journalism. And she made their simple living extraordinary. She learned in the grounds of Brazilian dirt, green grasses, and beaches in the warm land of Africa. And since 2008, she has been here in the United States. And that is within our her our communities, giving and receiving, that we are made whole. Isn't that beautiful, both individually and as corporations? Her business philo- that's her business philosophy, and how through her eyes the world goes round. She owns a public relations business. She's a believer, a salvationist, a Rotarian, a purple belt in jujitsu, and a multitasker. She's a mother also. She loves the beach, trying new foods, traveling, um, her Yorkie muffin, and bunny Lola. (laughs) And she believes the best of it all is being a mother to her four beautiful children. Please welcome Thais to the podcast. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And first, before we get in, before I ask you any questions, um, I want to say how I met this incredible woman. You know, it's always a God story, right? Um, I went to, if you've been following the podcast, then you heard my interview with Summer Day and Summer asked me to go and speak at her event, which was just, it's been a little over a week now. And this beautiful woman, woman is Summer's PR, like goddess, guru. And I met her at the event and... I just, it's one of those things where I met you and I just feel like we've known each other our whole lives and I'm just excited to see what God does. So again, welcome to the podcast. And I would love for you to share just a little bit of, um, because you're a believer, you grew up as a believer, but you grew up as a believer in Brazil. So I would imagine that kind of some of the, uh, I don't know, just some of the culture maybe is it's got to be different than the culture since you came to the United States as a believer. So I would love to hear a little bit about that
1: you know it's interesting because although there are so many cultural differences between just the people of brazil the food of brazil the weather of brazil the dance and you know just so many things in that way there is something that i have found so to be so unique across the world at least in the countries that i've been and i've not been everywhere but so far that has been my experiences where so many um in so many places that I have been, whenever you are amongst believers, there's just something that's so much bigger than the culture and bigger than what, I, you know, one or the other is accustomed to, bigger than food, bigger than language. And that is the Lord. And it's been incredible. And, you know, I, um, even if you we compare, I think the three most extreme places I've been I think the three, if we were to compare, would be maybe like Brazil, Mozambique, Africa, and then like Fiji, the Fijian islands, and then here in the US. And still, I had the same experience of feeling that warmth and embrace. And again, that overall theme, which has been when you belong to a family, which is a family of God, it transcends all of those things. And it's just incredible. Uh, And I've been blessed to kind of pick the very best of each culture and place that I've been in. So f- trying new foods and making new friends and learning maybe different language and um, still having this common thread, which is God's love that unites us in spite of it all. And it's just so fun.
0: You know, we could stop the podcast right there the, and, have, and, t- and just put it like back to back to back what you just said at, for 30 minutes, because that message, is a message that everybody around the world needs to hear, especially believers. The enemy has tried to divide us using every possible thing imaginable on this earth, the color of our skin, our culture, what we do for work, what we believe politically, even down to these little detailed things about what denomination in the Christian community you belong to. But what you just said is the heart of God in such a, like I it could, I could cry, it's so profound. And you just said it so casually, but what you just said is so profound that it is our love for Christ and being a part, a member of this body of Christ that connects us bigger than any other thing that would attempt to divide us. And that is, that is so beautiful.
1: And you know, something super unique too, um, I'm a sixth generation salvationist that, been, that meant, you know, before my great-grandparents and grandparents and parents, they're all have been, they have all been in the Salvation Army. And one of the things that I have, you know, I don't want to say just learned and grown to love because it's always been part of who I am, but I, because I was grown, I grew up in it. It's so clear in And it's been a blessing to me to experience some of the, you know, the Salvation Army, um, their social services around the world. It's so funny because I used to joke and say, you know, people in marketing would say, well, Salvation Army can say they do the most good as almost it's doing the bestest of everybody else. But no, the real message there is that the Salvation Army does a good to address the biggest need in a community. So when you say the most good, it's because it's, it's addressing the biggest need, the greatest wow. need, not because it's the very best. But on that note, and talking about the body of believers in, in different places, you know, looking at some um, um, charity or some of their social services around the world, that serve without discrimination in Jesus name, regardless of anyone's life choices. I think that is what really has um, shaped my, me, really. Because, you know, I remember from places where I mentioned to you last week, where, you know, they had a home for for uh, children who are orphans and all they wanted was to recruit people to hold the babies so that they could feel held and loved. And there's so many researchers regarding the human touch, or you know, clinics where they were providing um medicine and vitamins and things for those who are living with HIV and AIDS. And just, you know, after school programs and um, homes for the elderly, schools, elementary schools, there's so there's just so many different ministries going out there. But the common denominator there and I also met with so many others from other organizations that were partnering the same way was to to serve and to love with no agenda literally for the sake Mm. of loving and then I found myself I remember because I was in um in full-time ministry also for a number of years and I remember thinking you know sometimes it's so much easier to do those things because that's what it's in front of you and that's your job or because you signed on a mission trip or because but you know having the same compassion and love when you're all prettied up in a suit or in the middle of a big you know event in beverly hills or the same compassion heart and love should accompany and be there and i remember many times when i was you know, out of ministry in different settings in business, really thinking to myself, okay, I love the Lord. I am a believer. I, I am to, to do and to serve in the same way where I were, where the Lord has planted me. And so I remember looking around and, and just observing how life was done and dealt and lived out of the mission field. and, and then it was very clear to me after some thought and prayer that um, God was telling me, you know, Thais, this is your mission field. And everyone's mission field is where I have planted the soles of their feet. Mm. That's their mission field. And so loving and serving with no discrimination and really going the extra mile. But why would you do that, Taiz? You don't have to, or to someone else. Well, because that's what we should do. And when we talked you know, about how do we want the world to really know who we we are? How do we want to share God's love in our faith in a way that's not our agenda, that's not our rules. It's not like, do this, do not do, not do that, do that. But in the Bible tells us the answer and they will know us by our love. Oh, yeah. And it has been such a great reminder to me in all the things, you know, being a room parent at school, leading my own business, serving those who are my clients and then encounters with others and just all the things. And, you know, none of these things, I I haven't, I said these things, but they're not rules. They're not a building. They're not this, or they're not that. It's just literally living fully the life that God has given me, which is just one with the constant reminder that To love him is to love others. And when I love others, I'm loving him. And they, whomever they are, will know that we are gods for real when they look at our love. Nothing else,
0: nothing else. That verse is right here on my wall, John 13, verse 35. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's literally one of my favorites, it's how I want to live. And, um, I think it is the true, like tangible thing that people that are not believers can fee feel and see when they interact with somebody like you is how we love. And, you know, we get it. We, as believers, the body, you know, the big C church, we get it wrong a lot. Yeah. Such a great reminder. Yes. Um, you're so remarkable. I it's obvious that you know, you have these amazing parents who live in Chile. Yes. And they, they are, I don't want to say trapped in Chile, but they can't leave and you can't go in. (laughs) So you've been separated because of all the crazy quarantines and stuff. I know that that's, uh, that has to be hard on you. It's obvious that they have really, really impacted you. And I would imagine how you parent as well.
1: Oh, trying to remember all the good stuff that my parents left me. (laughs)
0: yeah I mean it's a whole different world because they're growing up completely different than you did right
1: yeah and I remember going back to Brazil with all four of them thinking I really wish for them to love the culture and love the food and embrace the people and be okay with all the hugs and you know the <laughs> you know constant Brazilian is over and they were just fine as a matter of fact one of my daughters she's like my dream is to live in Brazil oh. of course all that she's remembering when she says that is like vacation all the time and just being fed 24 seven and being held in beach 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 so well, life is not just vacation but yes they have such deep love for that land and um, they do speak Portuguese not as fluent as I would wish which is totally my fault for not speaking so much with them but yeah and in that even in small ways you know any any time that Um, they now growing up have little, you know, struggles with their own faith and having to make their own choices as a mom. It has been really the greatest joy of my life to see them wrestling through it, not just accepting because it's what I said or parents and grandparents. No, 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 but really rationalizing, thinking and adding their faith to get through things. That really has been a great, great joy to me. And, you know, they did... They were born in a setting that was different than mine. But it is it has been my hope since the beginning that they would have the these hearts and they'd be like little humans that would be mission-minded. So anytime that I have a chance, I take them on trips with me, even if you know, close or far, we love traveling and they have experienced a lot of the world already, which I'm so grateful for. And it's definitely helped them to have a a, a more wide vision of the world. And, you know, differences are never something that should divide us never, but it should be something we are curious about. We should celebrate and we should learn. I remember when they were little, um, I was pregnant with my son or my third daughter and we went to Hawaii And my oldest two or maybe three. I think I had the three girls was pregnant with the boys. So many <laughs> um, that in we went to a church that had like a hula ministry. Right after we were done with church, they had like hula dance, and oh my goodness, the girls were just so fascinated. They, the instructor and the little girls and and teenagers that were in the class, they would just move like the ocean. It was so beautiful, and we talked about worship, you know, and ways of worship and, you know, hands up, hands to receive, just a posture when you kneel and what all of that means. And so when you see somebody like adoring the Lord and worshiping him with their whole body, it was just so beautiful to me. So that was one of the things that the girls will never forget. And they constantly talk about it, how, you know, in different cultures, we can, there are different dances and we can worship in different ways. So it's it's been definitely a, a a joy and a privilege, really huge privilege to get them, you know, the opportunity to come and tag along to see those things, because it's so it's much harder when you just see in books and you yeah. hear about it. Of course, there are documentaries, but when you are there and you get to see it with your eyes and feel it with your hands and taste it with your mouth, it's just it just impacts you in such a deep way it's
0: been really fun. Um, You said something to me when we were, when we were in Texas, you asked me, had I ever been to Africa? And you said, it'll, it'll change your life. Then I have heard that from an, I mean, I have a very good friend in Australia and, you know, on literally other side of the, of the globe, same thing. And anybody that I know from anywhere where wherever they live, whatever country, whatever their culture is, they all say the same thing that, you know, when you go to Africa, it'll change your life. And I think that that is a, a powerful and profound thing. You know, we, I mean, we typically, not everybody, not you, I don't see you as a, as a woman that strives to stay in her comfort zone, but there are a lot of people that do, they want to live in this little, you know, this little box goes same little church shop, at the same stores. They don't want to leave. I want to test, you know, test the waters out there, stay in this comfort zone. Um, but I, but to hear people from all around the world say that this one place, how dramatically um, it, it impacts you, it, it really shows you how um, I believe. I believe that that kind of our journey, as while we're here on this earth, is to continue to push out this lie that the enemy has told people for years and years that, you know, stay in your comfort zone, that's safe, but it's outside of that, that all this incredible impact happens on you. And, you know, you've been, you've been so lucky you have traveled, you've traveled a lot of places and that has obviously really shaped who you are as a woman.
1: Yes. I remember as soon as I got to Mozambique, my Parents were leading um, a meeting and they had been um, the leaders of the in that area. So as the leaders, some people wanted to travel to come hear them and be with them and, you know, hear my my dad preaching and just, but not just for that, but experiencing the whole worship service as a whole collectively where everybody from everywhere would come. And I remember sitting there one night. It was, I think, the two nights before the event. And then, um, you know, nobody was around. It was just quiet. And then we went to sleep. We were in a village. So we were hosted by the local pastor. So we went to sleep. And then all of a sudden, slowly, you can hear, like, people kind of coming. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe... I don't know. Maybe people are traveling, and it just like a mass of people moving by, and all of a sudden it was pitch black outside. It was like probably eleven p.m., midnight. Then we peek outside because I mean you start hearing more and more and more and more people, and all of a sudden I thought I think they're singing. So we all come out, just like hundreds of people on foot, walking, and then we. Then we asked them how long, you know, how long have you been walking? What, three days, four days? Singing their way to the church service to be there and gather together in Jesus' name. Wow. I looked at that, and and then it was the two nights before. It never stopped until the day off. So people were just coming and coming and coming from all over, and you know, little babies on their backs with the you know wrapped and buckets on their head cuz they needed food for the next couple of days. And wherever they came, it was kind of like the parking lot. Well, there was no parking, but imagine it's a parking lot of the church. And they would just like put their stuff down, make it comfortable for their family. That's somebody dug a hole for a bathroom and that they're perfectly fine. Then we went to the service and talk about comfort zone one hour goes 2 hours ago, 3 hours ago, 6 hours. <laughs> the offering time, you know, they wanted the work of the Lord to keep alive and come there was no electricity. I will find a picture of that church for you. Yeah. Um just dancing their way to over the front to give whatever they had and if they didn't, I remember they would come and tell the good news. They would come and that was their offering. Mm. They would come dancing and share what did the Lord did for every person? What did the Lord do for them? Every person had a smile. Every person was so full of gratitude. Girl, they could sit there and talk for hours of all the things that they didn't have or all the things that they would like to have or all the things that were wrong. There were, um, a recent, uh, there had been a recent hurricane where even the little they had, they lost. We didn't hear of any of it, mm. none of it. Just the fact that they were together worshiping the Lord and happy because, you know, maybe a couple of months before they had seen each other in another one of these, but it's so sporadic because they lived so far. It was such a celebration. And that spoke so much to me. I... How can we, and talk about comfort zone, if you consider, I was coming from Brazil, which it is considered a third world country. And still, sometimes we feel so entitled yeah. or or even when the good things, well, I work, work hard, therefore I should have this or I deserve that. And it's like none of this, none of it. I w- I'm i going to share something. Um, it's going to go on a tangent, but it's very personal, but I really feel like I share when I went to live in Africa, I had been married for two years. I had had two miscarriages by then, and for about four years, I had like what they the doctors at the time called inexplained infertility. Mm. There was nothing. I got married at nineteen. There was nothing wrong. They just couldn't explain. When I went to and i I was already a believer, went to Africa, and I remember seeing so many um, babies that didn't have any nutrition Mm -hmm. and they were just dying left and right and just a lot and I that was really hard for me to see and to look at so many children and feel so powerless still in my heart I thought god I feel like I could give just one baby I could Mm -hmm. give nutrition and life to one baby why why don't I like what what's What's wrong with me? Or why you can do? I always thought that God can do all things. Why wouldn't He choose to bless me with a baby? That was where my heart was. And you know, I remember one night looking at the stars in the sky, and they were, because we didn't have uh, a lot of electricity around available. Everything is very. I mean, it's lit by the stars, and they feel so close that you feel like you can touch them. Mm-hmm. I was praying outside, just looking at the stars, and. I was alone, just looking at them and praying. And all of a sudden I felt in my heart, just a assurance. It's like a switch was flipped inside my heart. And in that moment, I just knew that God is the one who satisfied me whole. Mm. And he satisfies in a way that there's no explanation. We don't need to, there's just, it's just there. And in that moment, my prayer changed a little. I I remember for the first time having the courage and praying to God and saying, God, I know, and you know that I know because you see my heart. I know now in this moment that you satisfy me so much and so full that there is nothing that would satisfy in the same way. So, if for any reason it's not your plan that I would be a mom from my own tummy, birthing a child, nursing, which was what I wanted, I know that you can satisfy. But I'm going to pray until I have an answer and I want a baby. But I knew and I didn't quit on praying or just left it alone. No, no, no. I continue to pray and really desire to be a mom. But for and that was two years out of the four. So for two more years, I was still praying, but knowing that it wasn't that life that says, you know, God, when I yes. do this and that, when I get this and that, when I get married, when I have that car, when I have that job, when I do this, then I will be happy and fulfilled and satisfied. And it's funny because we, I think as believers, we know this in our minds. so we don't dare to even say it, but I will speak for myself because I don't know about others, but maybe others like me within their subconscious have something that said when and then and if and then. And those are, and I remember thinking in the moment too, I don't want to live like this. I want to live every day so fulfilled that even if things go wrong or if they don't go as I want, or even that hole I felt for not being a mom. Is still there that I can still be fulfilled to the max because of God, because that's what He, His Word says that He does. That's what the Word says that He is. And I want to live like it. I don't want to just say it or preach it or teach it. I really want to live like it. But to me, it came in such a personal way because I never imagined, you know, it would be on that brokenness of my heart that God would meet me and minister to that very wound yeah also being in that culture if you don't have babies you're considered cursed oh. so it was common that people would ask me are you cursed <laughs> or you are cursed you need to break that curse or you don't have what it, somebody else in your family like you do something hereditary, yeah. you know and I, of course I don't believe that but when you live on that for almost a year and you're emotionally sad that you can't be a mom, that starts getting to you. So it was probably about eight months after I was there that I had that moment. And it's funny because nothing on the outside changed. It's yeah. not like God answered my prayer and I became got pregnant the next day or even the next year, but something very deep in my heart changed. And that just gave me so much. When we experience those things with God, I think that they give us more fire for life and for the moments that we doubt, for the moments that we encounter anything else, it might be something different, but that we we, we face challenges and circumstances that we think, well, I'm praying for something or waiting for something or I desire something so much and it's not happening to not get caught up in that. But that fire to pursue through and Satan, God is a big God and he can do all things. And be, beyond those, what he can do for us or all the privilege of being his daughter or his son, being a child of God, really his very presence is it. And it should be enough more than anything we get. Those other things are wonderful benefits, but really getting, um, focusing on him versus what we can get out of the relationship, which is super selfish, but I'm human, we're human and it's hard sometimes, but such a great reminder
0: for sure. Um, I can so relate. And I hope that everybody that is listening or watching this on YouTube, I hope that you are impacted by you sharing that very, very personal story if you have not had a personal encounter to that degree, when you're in that place of such brokenness, you might not, it might, you might not be able to understand, but in the Bible, Paul, while he's in prison, he said, you know, I have learned how to be content in any situation, whether I have food or I don't have food, whether I'm doing, you know, he's basically saying like, I've learned that. And I feel like that was your moment. That was your moment. I had a moment like that, um, that, you know, where the Lord spoke to me, I was the only time I've ever actually heard an audible. It was as if somebody turned on an audible voice, God turned on an audible voice in my car and he spoke to me. And again, nothing outward changed, but something changed so dramatically in me in that moment that I could relate when you said your prayer changed, my prayer changed. um, My whole attitude changed and, and he actual healing began from that moment. Um, I share the story in my, in my book. I think I I gave you a book when we were in Texas. Okay. Um, This is you'll, you'll read about it, but it's, you know, where I share what I was going through with my oldest daughter and um, literally in, in an instant, in an instant, everything changed because of the Lord speaking words into me and same thing. It was like, okay. I mean, it's those moments I mean, I don't wish tragedy on anybody, of course, but those moments of total surrender and brokenness, I feel like it's such a beautiful thing that he meets you in that moment. And, and I think for me, it shifted so many, it was one thing, but it shifted so many things because of that one thing. Yeah.
1: Yes. And when we translate those, you know, experiences into our daily living, it's what going back to what I said first, it's like, this really is our mission ground. Yeah. we are we're not called to be you know compartmentalized in our faith and then this is where i am here this is where i am there this is what i do no this is where what, what who i am yes. everywhere and this is what i do everywhere and sometimes it's hard and everybody has a different journey where we learn to be confident in our faith and respectful and loving because you can be all three things at once mm-hmm. and then I really have seen how God has blessed me with my, you know, clients, my business and the circle of friendship I have where every, there's not one person that doesn't know where I stand yet. They know that just because some of them might not stand where I stand, that there's such deep love and respect equally to someone else that shares the same faith, because it's not about, You know, that's, that's the choice I have made for myself. And, and for me, as I said, people will know who we are and whose we are by our love and just trust that God will open the doors that only he can open. He will do the things that only he can do. He doesn't need me as, you know, um, I don't know, like a judge assistant, assistant, Yeah or a strategist or PR. (laughs) He doesn't need me for any of that. Um, So really remembering. And you said something really important where maybe the enemy would keep us hostage in this comfort zone. Sometimes not getting out will mean not achieving your full potential. And we all agree across the board and believe that that's so true for business. It's so true for, you know, you, partnerships. So you're never going to get a business partner if you don't ask, if you don't venture or sell a product. You already have the no, but there's a chance for a yes moving forward and going forth. Um, and nobody wants to do that in business and be so stagnant. So why would we do that to faith or even emotionally, you know, getting involved with different relationships and in breaking that barrier. Um, one exercise I heard of a company doing these, this is a company from Texas and they do this beautiful, um, glass door walls. So they turn any door into any wall into this massive doors and you can choose how it opens. But I was researching one for my own home and I looked up the instagram of a couple of different companies and this one in particular it stood out to me because i saw um almost like once or twice a month that all of the employees would go and serve meals in um, in the soup kitchen mm. so i called these people up and i said hey i'm interested in the doors i'd love a quote i'll send you measurements and stuff later i got their email address but i have one question i could have done that through the website but i wanted to ask the question I said, I saw these community involvement, you know, activities that you have. Can you tell me about it? I was just, he said, oh yeah. When we moved to a new location, we found out that right by our new warehouse, there is this um, soup kitchen. And then I told my wife, he was from Texas. I told my wife that, you know, what if we got involved and we we served? Because that just takes like, it takes nothing. It takes three hours of our day. And I remember thinking to myself, Do you even hear yourself? I mean, three hours of your day, he's talking about it like it's nothing. (laughs) If you put everything into perspective, it really is nothing. But if you tell any business person, if they would give up two times a month, three hours of their day to stand and serve meals to strangers in somewhere, whatever, that they don't know, and they have no business intentions with that. I mean, who would do that? it's so rare. And I remember in that moment thinking, yeah, that that's, that's what we need more of in the whole world yep. is the loving with no agenda. It even and that was for them, you know, like a business decision because they were the owners. I got the owner on the phone, I think it was just like on that day. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah. And all of our employees and that's like paid work time. Uh, they just go and every single one of them, unless they really don't want to, but everybody loves to. And sometimes it's hard. We need to take them out of there because they get on talking with the people yeah. that we're serving. And they just, but also he said that once they started getting to know everybody, that the organization told them that they could sit down and eat after everybody had been fed. So that's why it started at one hour and then it's three hours because now they serve everyone and they sit and share a meal. and. I mean, that was so beautiful. And it shows us that we can do so much good showing genuine, real love anywhere, right? It's just, there's so many other creative ways. There's so many opportunities. And I hope that that story encourages, you know, those who are listening to us today Because it really encouraged me. I was like, yes, we need more businesses that think that way.
0: Yes. So cool and kingdom minded entrepreneurs to, to actually just incorporate that in what they're doing. And that was like a beautiful segue, because I want you to tell everybody listening what it is that you do, because they're now they're in love with you. They're like, I, whatever, whatever she's doing, I want to work with her, hire her, be around her. That's how I felt when I met you. I'm like, I don't even like, what do I have to do to be around you all the time? You're so amazing. You have such a, um, you you can see this mantra that you that you live by, love without an agenda, and they will be known by their love. It you exude it. So I would love for you to share, tell everybody what you do, how they can work with you, and you know, they're they're gonna be like me. <laughs> oh, thank you. I feel the be same. my way friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I own a public relations agency. It's com is my website. And our niche is brand recognition and awareness. So basically is to get your brand, existing brand, and elevate it to a point where it is known, it is trusted, so that whatever service or product you sell has more credibility than before you worked with us. So that's mainly what we do. And we're really tagging for 2022, we have a couple openings for corporations, and I think the beautiful thing about coming into this world is where we always share about being so authentic and genuine. I believe that everyone has something to offer. And as you read um, a little bit of my bio it is giving and receiving that the world goes round. It's not just taking, 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 or just giving, giving, giving. Everybody needs both. And I some I heard a long time ago, somebody saying like, you have two hands, one to give and one to receive. But it's kind of true because, you know, ev- you will have a product or a service that somebody needs 100%. And you have needs that have to be fulfilled by others. So personally, emotionally, physically, emotionally, I mean, financially, in business in every single way in life, it is giving and receiving that the world goes round. So serving in this very specific way has been my joy where we really focus on the uniqueness and what is that you have to give and to offer in your for your target audience that you can share that in the most effective way that they will see it clearly that this is something that will address to their needs. And what are the partnerships that you can do, so that you can give. There's all always, a philanthropic um, endeavors for every single one of my clients monthly, and you know it's funny because I never had to twist anybody's arm for that. There's, I mean, I found out um, through a client she was already doing this before, and I loved it. Around the South Bay of California, we have these community fridges. All you have to do is stock it. You can bring one pack of water. You can bring meet you can whatever just drop it by and that's open for those that need to just open and take it and it works and this is community helping community so there's always something we can do and that's also always emphasized to my clients and thank god they have been very graciously recipients and approved all of the uh, of the these endeavors But um, yeah, really highlighting what is your uniqueness and how have you crafted your business? And for the majority of my clients are entrepreneurs, so it's a lot revolving around them. But even those who are not, it's not personal brand or not with their name involved. They still own businesses or corporations that their heart beats there. So what are your uniqueness within your own self and then what your goals in creating that business. And because they are entrepreneurs, there's such a passion that wants to go further and serve better and, you know, be great listeners and learners of anything that's good. So a lot of partnerships are also great for, for just furthering whatever is the mission of your business. And that's what I do. And I would love to chat with anyone that would be interested in my work it's always fun to meet new people. And, you know, sometimes maybe somebody's major need would be more something geared toward marketing instead of PR. I have amazing friends in that world space that I refer to. It's not, as I said, it's giving and receiving and not all services that are for everyone and not all giving are for anyone to take. So um, no competition, just, yeah, but it's fun to know, and meet a lot of people. And I have done that quite a few times, especially because we were not, um, you know, we weren't targeting corporations before. So we have had encounters with a couple where we said, Hey, there's this other, um, you know, person we know that does an amazing job in this area. And we think they're the best fit for you. And they're happily ever business married. So
0: (laughs) now you guys can see, right. You can see why I'm like, I just want to be around this woman. And don't worry if you didn't hear what the website was, all of her information, anything that she wants you to have will be in the show notes. Uh, so if you're listening to this on a regular podcast, it'll be in the show notes. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, it'll be right below the video in the details about this video. And I know that you'll be blessed. I mean, just being around you for those couple of days, I was totally blessed. I'm like, I, what do I need to do to just be around you? And like, have you wash over me with all of your grace, your knowledge, all of your, your, um, just your outlook on life. And you're having an impact. I just want you to know that. I think sometimes we get, you know, you're a mom and you're running a business and you're traveling, you're doing all these things. We get very caught up in the stuff that we're doing, and I just want you to know, you are having an impact. Just who you are as a human being is having an impact. And um, you know, I know that God's just going to bless you in tremendous ways, uh, both in in your personal life, with your family, and in your business, and. I'm just so happy that I got to connect with you.
1: Thank you, Michelle. I
0: feel the same way and
1: I cannot wait to continue here. Um, I'm so grateful that you're sharing these stories because sometimes you, you know that there are people who are believers and they're running their lives and doing business. And, but you're like, where do I find them? And how is it? And it is within those stories that we Are blessed to know that there are others on the same boat, rowing the boat with you. And um, even learning from, I get, I am very blessed when I hear people share their experiences with God, regardless of what area. But when we talk about business, when you see miracles and, you know, strategy and vision, and because it's much easier and common to hear about those things within the church setting, right? in in mission conferences and the mission field but when we really talk about it and up to not long ago we couldn't even talk about our faith in our workplace and i do know that some still can't and that's when i say become an entrepreneur be your own boss and you can do it (laughs) um but yeah i'm very blessed to hear of all of those stories thank you for sharing them on your podcast um And it's a privilege of mine to be here, to be one of your guests. Thank
0: you. You're amazing. I'm sure this won't be the last time you hear from her. Um, If I have my way, she'll be around. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be seeing her a lot. Um, I thank you for what you're doing. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you. Since the recording of this podcast, Thais and I have become fast friends. And we are doing some pretty exciting things together. Matter of fact, very soon, you're going to hear an announcement about our big event. I literally am like, I'm horrible at keeping secrets. And this one is just absolutely like killing me. So in addition to all the other things that we've been talking about with our give back day and uh, so many great things that we're doing inside the Girl Power Alliance community, we are about to announce our first big event that is going to be in April of 2022 Let me tell you, girl, you are not going to want to miss it. There's amazing. God is opening amazing doors. And this event, I believe, is truly, truly going to activate something in the kingdom that is going to change the world. So stay tuned for that. Thais is just an instrumental part of that. And by the way, head over to Girl Power Alliance right now, (laughs) girlpoweralliance.com, and join the membership. Our membership community is getting a massive upgrade um, there are some things that are happening at our big event with our our awards gala that is only for members. So make sure that you head over there. You get engaged with our community. You see some of the amazing things that we are getting ready to launch. And uh, it's just it's just a huge blessing. I thank you for listening. You know, the biggest compliment you could ever give us is by sharing the podcast, sharing any of the stuff that we do. Go follow us on instagram and facebook join our private group which is gpa the inner circle and just engage immerse yourself in this amazing community of women that are out there moving the needle for the kingdom making things happen and doing it with absolute grace and style girl power alliance is the international alliance of christian women in business